Welcome to The Next Mile, a podcast about the future of transportation. I'm your host, Puya Dianant. Today's episode, Keeping It Simple, with Robert Brown of Too Simple. The humble 18-wheeler. It's the backbone of our transportation system. In the U.S., it's a $700 billion industry. More than three-quarters of the freight in the U.S. has moved on truck at some point, and nearly 6% of all of our full-time jobs are in the trucking industry. The list of statistics goes on, which makes automating an 18-wheeler that much more of an undertaking. But it's one that Too Simple has been working on for years. While other companies have pushed forward in automating passenger vehicles, Too Simple has remained laser-focused on the 18-wheeler. My name is Robert Brown. Uh, I'm the head of government affairs for a company called Too Simple. Too Simple has been focused on commercial applications of autonomy in heavy trucks since its founding back in 2015. The, the reason why people were enamored, you know, you look at the market size of a, a passenger car vehicle, and it, it is much larger than, you know, we're talking numbers of trucks. And so that was the, the first application. And then um, people started looking at the unit economics. Uh, these vehicles aren't, aren't that uh, cheap <laughs> to go for. And, and, you know, the mapping resources to go into, to give you a comparison, all of the U.S. interstate highway, if you map the entire interstate highway, which you would do primarily for heavy trucks, because that's where trucks operate primarily, uh, you're looking around 50,000 miles. If you uh, just map the city of Phoenix, uh, which you would need to do to offer a, a robo-taxi to your customers, you're looking at 30,000 miles. So if you do that over every major city across the country, uh, the resources get, the numbers get quite large, you know, supporting a level four system versus the unit economics of, of a heavy truck, it's business to business. You're selling to highly uh, you know, sophisticated fleets that are used to buying trucks every year, have their own fleet maintenance organizations, have you know professional drivers, highly capitalized. Uh, it's you know you're not having to teach consumers how to interact with a, an autonomous vehicle, which is uh, would be a headache and a half, in my, my opinion. Uh, and all the you know kind of edge cases. Uh, not that you know highways and 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 what we we do distribution distribution centers easy. My engineers always get mad at me when I say what we do is easy. It's easier uh, than you know kind of, uh, doing a robo taxi in downtown San Francisco. You know, and then uh, there's no uh, surprise where the freight goes in this country. All the major freight corridors are are are, are ripe uh, to do. And with a focus specifically on trucks. Too Simple has been able to cater their technology development to the specific needs of 18-wheelers. Trucks present plenty of challenges. Fully loaded tractor trailers, for instance, can't exactly stop on a dime, so sensors need to reach far ahead for safe operation. And Too Simple sensor packages lead the industry. Cameras are our secret sauce. And when and anyone that's driven in a truck or you know a truck driver, um, they are he- very heavy, obviously. You're talking 40 tons. Uh, they're articulated. They take a lot of time to break. You're talking for a fully loaded uh, tractor trailer. It takes about a football field for the, the tractor to stop. So you need to see the world around you much further than you would going you know, 25 miles an hour in a dense urban you know, setting. And so Shouty and, and team um, developed a sensor suite that can see up to 1,000 meters. 
Uh, originally, when we announced that announcement almost two over two years ago, everyone was like, oh, why do you need to do that? You know, you can just take the, the passenger car perception system and put it on a truck. And uh, we feel very validated because all the companies that have tried to do that had to, you know, reconfigure and, and go back to the drawing board and, and develop uh, perception systems uh, that are designed for heavy trucks. Because, uh, you know, it's not just you can't just develop a driver and then you know go back and forth you know ask any truck driver how much more difficult it is to drive a truck you know it's a it's a, a interesting problem to have it's something that you know too simple you know again kind of had a leg up on on the competition and we feel we have a strong leadership position today's word of the day brought to you by beam imagination too Simple employs a myriad of sensors to keep their trucks operating safely and efficiently on the open roads. It's known as sensor fusion, using data from multiple sensors to achieve one result. They're all words you've probably heard before, but we thought we'd take a dive and break down exactly what each of these sensors do. First off, there's your basic proximity sensors. These are found in many new consumer cars and help you determine how close you are to surrounding cars when performing parking maneuvers. Next up, two simple trucks use forward-facing radars to map the road in front of them. Radar works by hurling radio waves at a target and measuring the rate at which signals are returned. With radio waves able to circle the globe at over seven times a second, radars are able to work at lightning speed. Two simple also takes advantage of radar's distant cousin, LIDAR. LIDAR works similarly to radar, but employs a pulsing laser to scan its surroundings rather than radio waves. LiDAR units usually rotate at hundreds of RPMs and are able to generate 3D maps of surrounding objects. LiDAR is the heavy hitter of the autonomous vehicle space. It's so accurate that it can even detect the direction a human is facing, allowing computers to determine which way the person may walk. And lastly, two simple trucks are littered with cameras. Cameras can be viewed remotely, allowing operators to see around the truck from anywhere in the world, as well as provide insightful footage for the team to review as they study the truck's behavior on the road. Now back to Puya and the show. Through their research and development, Too Simple has also discovered some really fascinating benefits to truck automation. One of the things that we did last year, we did a study with the University of California, San Diego, and they found around a 10% uh, fuel savings with our vehicle um, compared to manual driven trucks. And that came from our truck making efficient driving decisions. And then we backed that up and validated it, validated it with one of our, with our investor and, and, and our commercial partner, uh, UPS, and, and found that there is real material fuel savings. And people might think, oh, 10%, that doesn't seem like a big number. <laughs> but when you multiply 10% across fleets of trucks, thousands and thousands of trucks, it's, you know, the amount of carbon you reduce or the amount of, you know, um, uh, cost you reduce is quite substantial. So the truck not only is the, you know, makes the safest decision, but it, it's also designed to, um, at production to make the most efficient decision as well. You know, if the vehicle sees, uh, you know, traffic on the right lane uh, slowing ahead, it can, it can see further enough to, to try to, to move elegantly uh, to the left lane without having to put hard brakes on and, and lose that momentum. And corporate partnerships with companies such as UPS have been one of Two Simple's biggest strengths. With relationships with UPS, USPS, and other distributors, Two Simple has been able to gather some key information from real-world use cases. Uh, working with uh, customers like uh, UPS and the United States Postal Service have, has has been invaluable to us because 
you know, when you talk to a startup when, you know, they you know, have a demo and, you know, they're, they're, it can be quite impressive and you talk to the team and they all, you know, went to the top universities in the country and, and yada, yada, yada. But when you really get the stretch, the legs of the technology and, and you know, operate as a as a fleet uh, currently, you know, hauling for UPS, hauling for the U.S. mail, um, it really gets an opportunity to, to test it right at night at day during the rain during high winds you know we don't get a lot of snow of course down in, down in arizona new mexico and texas but uh, eventually we will you know when we move north but it's an opportunity to make sure what we're doing is is what the end consumer wants you know and we get paid for it so it's not a not a bad gig you know we're definitely not profitable uh but we are making revenue and and that does help uh, offset some of our testing costs which which has been great and then of course all the lessons learned um not only we learn from our drivers uh, but our partners, so what they want in, in the future, you know, how they see the technology scaling within their current infrastructure, um, you know, it's a real game changer. Recent events have also allowed Too Simple to demonstrate some of the good that autonomous trucks can bring to the world. The COVID-19 pandemic has exposed holes in our country's food supply chain, all problems that Too Simple's trucks can solve. With trucks that move cross-country in a matter of days, fresh food can be distributed in more efficient and equitable ways. You know, because we haul for folks like UPS, McLean Foods, and one that we're really proud, we've been a partner for several years actually, is the uh, Community Food Bank in Arizona, uh, in, our, in Tucson. And so we're, we were considered, you know, essential because of our transportation system. So we've ratcheted up. We've actually started doing, last month we've been completely pro bono runs for the food bank and it, it and it's been an interesting use case and hopefully a future use case of this type of technology uh, for folks like the food bank it, it was uh, it was a perfect storm for them because you had a obviously increased demand uh, from the, the population from that they serve the customers are served um, and then also you had a surplus of food at the same time because when the restaurants closed down, I forget the numbers, it's like 50% of our produce and 50% of our, of our food goes to restaurants. And so when those, uh, most of them shut down and you had a huge amount of produce. And so um, the food bank, just like anyone else, has a budget to move you know, goods. And then you have a crunch on the supply chain and you know they, they can't and stuff literally rots in the fields or rots in, in a landfill. You know, the food banks always told me, you know, we don't really have a food shortage issue in this country. We have it's a logistics issue and a, and a food spoilage issue. You know, so when they need to get a, a field full of lettuce out of Yuma, Arizona, up to New Jersey, uh, and usually that lettuce is nearing the end of its date because the farmer tries to sell it, you know, at market. But when they can't, uh, they'll donate it to the food bank. And so getting that that uh, those much needed fresh produce and fresh uh, food to people that are food insecure are is key to. Uh, making sure everyone's fed uh, in a healthy way. And so um, it's been a relationship that we've had with them actually quite some time, but it's been obviously highlighted recently, obviously with uh, COVID-19 and our response. And now an Upstart Update presented by Beam Imagination. AJ, we were so honored to have you as our first guest on The Next Mile over a year ago at this point. Uh, can you please give us an update on what Hermius has been up to since then? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty busy, I guess, 18 months or so since we uh, since we chatted last, but we've done quite a bit. You know, we, we started out back then with not a whole lot more than uh, myself and my co-founders and a vision, an idea for a, 
a world that was connected faster than ever before um, and a couple different plans for how to get there and since then we've, we've iterated on those plans quite a bit um, and actually started to, to make some motion down uh, down that path so um, we've raised our, our first seed round of uh, venture capital and uh, with the money that we raised we're able to build and test our first uh, engine prototype of this Mach 5. The team has, has grown. I think we're, uh, we're about 12 people right now, so about triple what we were uh, before. Glad to get uh, a little bit of young blood in and, uh, and, uh, and work and stuff. So yeah, we're now in the midst of uh, you know, raising our, our next round of funding and uh, moving on to scaling up the engine that we've, that we've built so far to something that we can put into uh, our first flight vehicle and get up in the air in the next couple of years. Now back to Puya and the show. Too Simple's path hasn't been completely clear. With the trucking industry employing 3.5 million people in the U.S., not everyone is excited about an autonomous future. How do you see that uh, relationship of humans with uh, trucks changing over the next five years uh, as your fleet expands? Yeah, it's a, it's it's something that we believe uh, uh, very much in, and it's a reason why. Kind of, there's a lot of fear around what this technology could do from a workforce perspective, from a negative perspective. But I am confident, and uh, I have a family of truck drivers, and and you can look at what we're actually doing from a regulatory perspective. So you can actually look where we're putting our money where our mouth is. Is that we understand humans will need to interact with these vehicles for the foreseeable future, um, you know, and you know, being able to do that is, I think, an, an important will be an important skill. Uh, we partnered with that same community college we donated the truck to. Um, they've developed a certification program for uh, CDL holders to become uh, autonomous uh, autonomous vehicle certification. Uh, so they would understand how to operate these type of vehicles and interact with them. Because you know our vehicles can run you know quote unquote driverless from a UPS facility in Phoenix to a UPS facility in Dallas, uh, but all the other you know use cases of that vehicle. Uh, the city centers, um, you know, if it, if it does get disabled, that kind of thing, and it's on the side of the road, you need to have a human uh, inspecting the vehicle on pre and post trip and also, you know, sending it on its way. So contrary to fears of replacing the industry's workers, Too Simple foresees their trucks behaving a little bit more like cobots or collaborative robots. This is a philosophy that is gaining traction industry-wide as it lets humans and robots divvy up the tasks that they each perform best. This model allows maximum efficiency and helps the workforce develop new skills. But like most other concepts of transportation being reimagined, the greatest hurdle that remains is regulation. And that's a major part of Robert's job, to work with various government entities to allow these game-changing vehicles to enter our roads. From a regulatory perspective, uh, you're looking at uh, twofold. Um, USDOT la 2018 released Autonomous Vehicles 3.0, and that was a game changer from a regulatory perspective for autonomous trucks. So I always got to tell people uh, when they talk about autonomous vehicles, you have to look at the business use case and how it, because uh, each business use case has a different regulatory path. And for autonomous trucks, we are working with the Federal Motor Carrier Carriers Vehicle Safety Administration, short FMCSA, uh, in the middle, of, in the midst of a rulemaking process, um, to allow these trucks to operate in the, across the 48 states, um, the lower 48. You know, I don't think we'll be doing ice road truckers uh, in Alaska, 
autonomously <laughs> as our first entree into the market. We are uh, operating in the current states, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. We pretty much have a clear, a relatively clear path all the way out to Florida. We'd love to see California um, uh, feeling good about uh, from a federal perspective. So once we get that, you know, the federal government aligned, uh, the interstate commerce um, uh, nature of our business allows, you know, for our trucks to move across states. So there's some technology stuff we need to solve, but overall, the regulatory is not an issue um, from a heavy truck perspective like it is uh, with our passenger car friends. At Too Simple, you know, we're really trying to deliver a safe, efficient product, you know, for our customers to use. We want folks like my parents that are a little skeptical of this type of technology to feel safe uh, when we're one, that when we're testing, and obviously two, uh, when we're at commercial, you know, scale, I understand that this technology is is transformative and it will revolutionize uh, how we move goods in this country. I think for a very positive for both upstream and downstream, you know, opening up new markets for dairy farmers in California, you know, opening up, uh, you know, uh, mom and pop grocery stores, you know, uh, competing with the supply chains of, of of the big box stores. So, I really do think this is going to be a, a truly transformative, positive type of technology. But we also are very humble and understand the, the steps we need to do to deliver this safely uh, to make sure that, um, you know, safety is always our North Star. While the hype remains focused on Tesla and consumer autonomous vehicles, the case being made by Too Simple is one that provides more function on certain levels to our society. Whether it's fuel savings, strengthening our supply chain infrastructure, or saving lives and dollars on the roads, it's an equation for success that's just too simple for us to overlook. Thanks for joining us on The Next Mile. Produced by Nick Huey and presented by Beam Imagination. Join us next week as we throttle up above Mach 1 and talk about the state of supersonics with Arion.